Welcome to Exploring Middle Earth. We have new microphones, um, and we're also wearing headphones now. So this will be a completely new podcasting experience to us, mostly. But um, yeah, so uh, welcome to Exploring Middle Earth. And uh, today we're going to be talking about chapters 13 and 14, 13 being of The Hobbit, 13 being Not at Home, and 14, Fire and Water. Um, I'm Grant, your host, (laughs) your co-host. I'm the Tolkien expert here. I know a lot about a lot, but mostly a lot about Tolkien. Yeah, and that's the important And here, here's my colleague, Jay. Hi, I'm Grant's colleague, Jay. Yeah. And, um... I know a little more than, or a little less than Grant, oh. not more. <laughs> nope, this time it switches and I learned more than you. No, I know a little less than Grant about Lord of the Rings. He's like my guide and I um, <laughs> am on this journey of learning about Lord of the Rings, wow. but I do well know put. enough Do know enough to teach people. Yeah. So um, like Grant said today, I think you said we're going over two chapters, not yeah. at home. Yep. And then the fire what was the second one fire and water fire and water i do have to admit i thought we were only doing one chapter so i only read not at home uh so that's yeah jay texted me about it and he was asking me like what i wanted to talk about for that one chapter and and then i was like i feel like we're doing two chapters though Mm -hmm. and then i listened back on the last podcast and i told him and he's like oh okay yeah so i got it wrong so that's why i didn't know what it was called um but yeah so i only read fire and water by the way so together we make one full reading of this week's yeah. reading. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I'm going to go over chapter or chapter 13 not at home. Um I'm going to give you a little summary quick. As if you can or if you remember from the last chapter uh was it at the door s- or no that what was oh uh, inside information. Inside information, yeah. Yeah, so uh Bilbo has already seen Smaug and Smaug is like gone and the dwarves are scared mm-hmm. because Smaug is out like trying to figure out who took his uh treasure his little cup so bilbo and the dwarves are stuck in there and they're like well we might as well go down uh to the or like explore the lonely mountain go down to clown town yeah yeah so the bilbo and the dwarves go through the lonely mountain um and smaug is away and then uh, there's this whole thing about bilbo um is like their leader in now because he's like the burglar like thorn's the leader but they're having Bilbo go first because he's the burglar. Yeah. Burglarer. Bur- 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 yeah. Burglar. Burglar. Burg- yeah. Yeah. So uh, he has, um, he gets them to get torches and it's pitch black and he puts on the ring even though it's pitch black. So Doesn't there's hurt. no point. Yeah. yeah. So then he goes down there and he goes by himself into the treasure room where Smaug usually is. And there he finds the Arkenstone, which I'll talk about oh. what it is, but it's very important. And so he stuffs that in his pocket, as you do. Just like with the ring, you just stuffed in his pocket. Yeah, I mean, he just he just kind of... Well, he's a burglar. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so... And then um, the dwarves... He gets the dwarves to come, and then they're all freaking out, like, the heck, this is great. We get all this treasure The heck, this back. is great, man. Yeah. So then they... Um, Which I think is funny, because only a few of those dwarves... I think only, like, two or three of those dwarves are actually at Erebor when it was, like, within its, like, full power and might. Mm-hmm. And all the other ones were like either born in the Blue Mountains or somewhere else. Yeah. And they're too young to even remember Erebor, but they're acting like it's theirs. I guess it sort of is their inheritance, but mm-hmm. it's their birthright. Yeah. I but it's just kind of funny because it was never theirs. Yeah. And they're like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. This is awesome. 
Yeah, so um, Thorne gives Bilbo in like a ceremonial, like Thorne goes on and on all the time. He's very long-winded, yeah, yeah, but oh, yeah. he gives Bilbo a chainmail shirt made out of Mithril, Ooh. and you might recognize that from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. If you've read that far of watched the movies, I'll talk more about Mithril as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but he gets that from Thorne, and, but Bilbo doesn't show them the Arkenstone, and uh, Thorne's like looking for something. And they're like, what is he looking for? And he's looking for the Arkansone, but he doesn't tell anybody yeah. of the other dwarfs because it's like, since it's so valuable, it's kind of has. Actually, I'll get into that later. But yeah, well, yeah. he's looking for the the uh, Arkansone. He doesn't tell anybody about it. Um, but so then after that, Bilbo and the dwarves go to the front gate and head for an outpost in Ravenhill, uh, where they think Smaug might be, and they're making their way across on the mountain off these like ledges and stuff, and it's yeah. um, they're getting nervous. But um, so that's a summary of the chapter. And don't they uh don't they meet a raven on Ravenhill? Yes, they yeah. do. That's probably why it's called Ravenhill. Yeah. Well, is that in this chapter? I don't. I don't think it's in this chapter. Yeah. But um, so like I said, I'm gonna talk about the Arkenstone. Um, it's a big thing. It's the uh, um, I think it's a bigger deal in the movies than it is in the book. They make a yeah bigger deal out of it. Um, <coughs> because like I said, uh, the Arkenstone. Um, Thorne was looking for it and it wasn't telling anybody because it has like a power similar to the ring um, in Lord of the Rings. It, the ring doesn't really have this power in The Hobbit, but yeah. like it um, it uh, t- brings in the uh, – or I guess the person who has it and they like get addicted to it and it like overtakes them. I yeah, guess. they get obsessed over it. Yeah. yeah. So um, in the movies, it's more of the Arkenstone that uh, is uh, making uh, Thorne like obsessed, but it's not as – a big of it's not played up as much in the books, but it's still a thing that um get, he's selfish with it, and yeah, that's why he's not telling anybody about it. Yeah, it's mostly the treasure in general, right? Yeah, yeah. And don't they call it like dragon sickness or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so the Arkenstone uh, is also called the Heart of the Mountain, and that's because it's a gem that was found beneath the Lonely Mountain during the reign of Thrain the First, who was the first king under the mountain. Yeah. And the king under the mountains were the kings who resided in the Lonely Mountain, which is where the party is now. Um, and and there's a party there? Yeah. <laughs> there's a party going on. Oh, that's sick. Um, but so uh, that was like, it's the most valuable uh, thing there. Mm-hmm. More valuable than the mithril. Um, yeah. Because and that was very valuable. Yeah, ve- very valuable. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, so it's a big deal that Bilbo sticks in his pocket. You don't really know it right now if you're reading or if you haven't read past it, because it just seems like a thing Bilbo put in his po- another thing Bilbo put in his pocket. Mm-hmm. But um, it is a big deal because of the history of it. Um, so Thrain the first was the king who found it, and then it became like a family heirloom for yeah. um, his line. And um, it was taken by Thorin the first to the Grey Mountains, not Thorin Oakenshield. This is a different Thorin. No, yeah, Thorin Oakenshield is Thorin the second. Yeah. So Thorin the first of the Grey Mountains, uh, where he removed his people there. So when they left the Lonely Mountain, uh, he took that with him as like because it was the heirloom. Mm-hmm. And then, um, not for er, centuries later, the Arkenstone was returned to the Lonely Mountain by King Thor. 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 After the dragons drove his people out of the Grey Mountains, yeah. so it eventually returned. And that was the War of the Dragons and Dwarves, I believe. Yeah. Is what drove them back? Yeah. yeah, I think I talk about that a little. Uh, yeah, we talked about that at one point, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it left the Lonely Mountain, then came back, and then that's where it stayed. Yeah. 
when Smaug took over. Mm-hmm. And um, Smaug also knows how valuable it is. Yeah. So he, uh, it's part of one of his prized possessions. But as you'll see later in the book, it takes control of Thorn and um, he becomes greedy. And yeah. I don't want to spoil too much, but um, it is similar to the ring in it doesn't have magical powers. It Kinda just looks corrupts really nice. you a little bit. Yeah. So well, it's, yeah, it's it's not like the ring where it's like evil corruption. Mm-hmm. It's more like it just corrupts you and you become all greedy. And yeah. Obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's all you can think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much what the Arkenstone is. You'll learn more about it uh, the further you read because it becomes a bigger deal. But right now, that's all you really need to know. Is it's yeah. just a really nice stone that was. It's the most valuable stone or piece of treasure in the whole pile of treasure. Yeah, probably the whole world, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have you heard the theory about uh, how the Arkenstone could be like a Silmaril? No, I haven't heard that. So, I w- yeah, I was gonna bring this up because I didn't know if you had it um, in your notes or not. But so there's a theory that there. So there were three Silmarils, right, mm-hmm. in the first stage that Feanor made, and they within the Silmarils were like captured the lights of the two trees of Valinor. So they're really valuable mm-hmm. almost to the point of being invaluable. And like, it was basically like the, like it was almost as if like, how do I put this? It'd basically be like, if you had a gem that like, uh, how do I put this? If you had like something that encapsulated like the, like the fruit tree in the garden of Eden or something like that. Or like, like from the big bang or whatever, like it had the light, the light or the explosion captured within a gem. It's like if the, if the sun exploded and we captured that light and we survived the sun exploding and we captured the light. It'd be like a, it's like a super bright, but like a really pure light. Mm -hmm. And, um, basically it, it suffers no, uh, like it suffers no evil hands. So people that have evil thoughts in their heart or um, they are capable of doing evil things um, cannot hold it without feeling pain. Mm-hmm. And then only people with pure souls can hold it without feeling pain. Mm-hmm. And so basically at the end of the first stage, the three Silmarils were all lost. One of them uh, went up into the heavens with Eärendil, the Mariner. Mm-hmm. And that became like the star of Eärendil, um, which is also uh, like in Lord of the Rings, Frodo gets that like little file from uh, Galadriel that captures the light of the star of Eärendil, which was a Silmaril, which captured the light of the two trees. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like passed down. But um, so that was that's one of the Silmarils. The other Silmaril was cast into a great chasm that opened when the world was starting to like change and stuff after the first age. Mm-hmm. And so it was cast in a chasm of fire. So one of them went down to the earth and probably, I don't know if it was unmade because it was hot and like magma and stuff like that. And then the other one was cast by, I believe Maglor, who is one of the sons of Fanor into the sea Mm-hmm. And so that is one of the ones is like, well, maybe it could turn up because it, it was only cast in the sea and how far can you really throw it into the ocean? You know? Yeah. But it probably um, wasn't that strong of a guy. Yeah. No, he was a singer. He wasn't a warrior. Well, he yeah. was a warrior, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, one of the theories was that the Arkenstone, um, was the Silmaril that was 
cast into the fiery chasm because maybe somehow over the thousands of years between the Hobbit and the first age, um, like the tectonic plates shifted or something like that. And it made its way up into Erebor in the heart of the mountain. And then that's how they found it. But there's a few things that kind of disprove it. I'm just going off the top of my head because I didn't write this down. But I can think of one. Okay, say it. Uh, you said it uh, b- brings pain to people who hold yeah. it who are evil. Thorin technically has evil in him. Uh-huh. So if And he doesn't get pain when he holds it. Yeah. And then also, um, I think it's uh, Mandos, who's one of the Valar. Mm-hmm. I think he said that they will be lost forevermore until the very end of time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not... It's not the Arkenstones, it's definitely a disproved theory, but it's it interesting a, though. It's an interesting theory to think about because mm-hmm. then it just gets you thinking, like, well, like what other heirlooms of the first age are still out there, like circulating around and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a little thing I had. I didn't yeah. know if you were going to bring it up or not. Well, thanks for bringing it up because I yeah. didn't have it. I didn't even know about that. You're welcome. But that's interesting. Yeah. So I also want to talk about the etymology of it. Um, nice. So, I love this. Yeah. So the. <laughs> The roots of the term Arkenstone, um, there's two uh, places where it could have been drawn from. Uh, it could be drawn from the Gothic word Arkins, A-I-K-R-K-N-S, and the I has that little uh, accent over it. Yeah. So it's Arkins or Arkins or something, mm-hmm. which means holy. Um, uh. Or it could be the old English word Erokinstan. I probably pronounced that wrong, but it means uh, precious stone. Uh-huh. So it could come from either of those. Precious. They don't know exactly which yeah. one. Yeah. Both of them make sense, though. Yeah. But so that's the Arkenstone. And I'm going to talk about Mithril, which Ooh. is probably the second most valuable thing in that yeah. that uh, treasure trove. Mm-hmm. So Mithril, if you remember, is the uh, 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 chainmail armor that Thorn gave to Bilbo was made yeah. out of Mithril. And mithril is very precious, mm-hmm. a little precious though. And it's a silvery metal. Uh, it's very lightweight but immensely strong. Yeah, it's. I think it's described as like silver steel, basically. Yeah, and um, it was mined by the dwarves in Kazadum, mm-hmm. which is not the Lonely Mountain. No, it's in Kazadum is in the Misty Mountains. Yep. Um, Kazadum, if you remember, uh, or if you've seen Lord of the Rings, that's where they they go through Kazadum, and that's. Yeah, um, they call it Moria. At yeah, that time. the mines of Moria. Yeah. Yeah, so it was extremely rare by the end of the Third Age, um, and it's only found in Khazad-dûm. Um And the dwarves mined Mithril, and they mined too greedy and too deep. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, do you remember what, do you know what came out of them mining too deep? I do. Do you want to say it? Absolutely. Then <coughs> do it. By the elves, they were known as the Valarakar, mm-hmm. but to other people, they were known as Balrogs, yes. demons of fire. But yeah. it was just one, so yeah. So one Balrog, Durin's Bane, yeah. um, and which is a sick name. Yeah, sick name. Yeah. Um, so I give him props for that one. Yeah. So and I'm pretty sure that's the one in Lord of the Rings that it yep. kills. Yep. Same one. Um, Gandalf the Gray. Yeah. So um, once that Balrog came out, they're like, we got to get out of here. Yo, we gotta leave. Yeah, we can't really, we can't really live here any- anymore. Yeah. So once um. Uh, and this was also the event that uh, led them back to the Lonely Mountains. Yeah. They got uh, pushed out of the Grey Mountains. So the Arkenstone was in the Grey Mountains when they were mining Mithril. And yeah. then, or in the, uh, yeah. And then they got pushed out. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, we're getting out of here. Um, so once they left, there was no way to get Mithril. Mm-hmm. So um, 
when they were mining it, Mithril was worth ten times its own volume in gold. Yeah. Um. But after they abandoned it, it was priceless because yeah. there was no more of it. Yeah. There so, was no more to find. Pretty so much. all that they had that all that they had was it. They couldn't. Yeah. Get any more. It it'd be like if they just stopped making money, like if the United States just stopped making money. Yeah. The then price then of or the value of money would go way up. Yeah. Every dollar bill you had would go way up. Yeah. So, um, it was very very valuable, and so that's why it's such a big deal that. Uh, Thorin gives it to Bilbo. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Noldor were Mabel or Abel. Mabel. Mabel. <laughs> they were able to make an alloy out of it, which is like a mixture of two metals. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was called Ithin, Ithildin, 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 yeah. which means star moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was visible only by starlight or moonlight. So kind of like the moon runes. Yeah, moon rune. Moon rune. That's fun to say. Yeah, but so they. They could make a copy of it, but they couldn't make. Yeah, they couldn't recreate it. Yeah, they couldn't recreate it. it. But yeah. I guess they needed you needed Mithril to make to that. make it. Yeah. So, um, but they couldn't really, they couldn't make the exact thing. Just kind of like how, um, Melkor couldn't make elves. He yeah, had to like corrupt he them. Yeah, he couldn't make his own uh, living beings. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like the. The dwarves, or the, I guess the dwarves didn't make it, but they found it, and you can't full circle. Yeah, it's like so pure you can't make it. It has to be, it's yeah. only made by Eru Iluvatar. Yeah, he's the he's the god of this whole thing. Oh yeah, just letting you know. <laughs> if you didn't know, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, um, and Mithril was an invention by Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Um, like the name and the uh, not the idea. I guess the idea of a super strong metal was came before Tolkien, but like that name and that name's used in a lot of fantasy books and video games. I think in one of the Elder Mithril, Sh- Mithril, yeah. yeah. One of the Elder oh, Scrolls yeah, games. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen it in, like, other games and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, it says one of the Elder Scroll games. I can't remember. I don't remember which one it is, and I don't think it's Skyrim because I don't know if they would follow it, but there's no dwarves in Skyrim. Yeah. So I don't know the backstory to it through there, but it is. it does have a big impact on. Um, um, I've, I've played uh, Halo Infinite when mm-hmm. that came out. And I think there was, like, an armor set that you could buy, and it was, like, described as, like, Mithril or something like that. Yeah. That's where I saw that, but I've seen that before. Yeah, so it has a bigger impact than just the book. Kind of like the giant spiders, like, Tolkien started that trope. Yeah. He also, I guess Mithril isn't a trope, but it's, like, a thing that Tolkien invented. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's kind of like a fan, because Tolkien really, like, to most people, elves would be like you know, like Santa, Santa's little helpers, you know, mm-hmm. or they'd be like little gnomes or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think Tolkien kind of invented. I mean, they were there before, but Tolkien really brought to light the idea of elves being tall, like fair beings. Yeah, because in the yeah. um, uh, Grimm's fairy tales, the elves are like just little people. Yeah, they're like little fairy people. Yeah. So, yeah. So Tolkien does a big impact. We are planning yeah. on doing an episode about. Like, All his inspirations yeah. and stuff, yeah. Like what inspired him and how he inspired everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. So, um, just gonna have to wait until after the Hobbit is over. Yeah. Speaking of what inspired him, uh, uh, possible inspiration for Mithril is the Hrothgar saga, which is a uh, Old Norse uh, yeah. thing. Which, if you know anything about Tolkien, you know he likes Old Norse. Stuff. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, it ha- deals with the magic sword, uh, Tyfring. Ty- Tyrfing, Tyrfing, T Y R F I N G. I can't see the word, so I'm gonna just yeah. assume you're right. Um, and this is also a story where Tolkien borrowed um the names Dwalin and Durin. Ah. Um, 
but the hero wore a silken mail coat that nothing could pierce. Mm. So uh, Tolkien never goes out, comes out and says, this is where he got it from, but put two and two together. He probably knew of the story and it's a mm-hmm. similar thing. Yeah. So um, it is an, uh, it's always interesting to see his inspirations and where he got his stuff from. But um, the most famous object uh, made of mithril was the uh, chainmail that uh, Thorn gave to Bilbo. And in the Lord of the Rings, Frodo is given it by Bilbo. Mm-hmm. I think they're at um, Rivendell. Yeah, they're at Rivendell yeah. and before they take off. And um, he gives it to him. And then that's what saves Frodo's life when they're fighting in the mines of Moria. Well, that, it really comes back full circle. Because oh, that's does, where yeah. the mithril was mined. Yeah. Is in Moria. Yeah. And then I'm also going to do the etymology on this. Well, um, so the name Mithril consists of two Sindarin words. Meath. Meath, which means gray or mm-hmm. light gray, and Ril, R-A-L, which means brilliance. So it means gray brilliance. Gray brilliance, gray yeah. Brilliance. Which Mithrin deer is... Um, <coughs> the gray wanderer. Yeah, yeah, so that's... Make the connection, man. Yeah. No, that's that's how I knew that was gray. Mm-hmm. Meath. But yeah, there's also something interesting on... Uh, as you probably know from the one chapter that we talked about when uh, Gollum was there, uh, Tolkien did make revisions on, there was the original edition of The Hobbit and then he made revisions. In the original yeah. edition of The Hobbit, the mail was just silvered steel. But then in the 1966 revision, it, he changed it to mithril. Gotcha. So um, I don't know if uh, he changed that because he um, was going to have Bilbo give it to him uh in or Bilbo gave it to Frodo and Lord of the Rings and he yeah. wanted it to be more of a significant thing because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Lord of the Rings came out in like the 50 the 50 52, like early 50s yeah. yeah so this was after Lord of the Rings came out so it might have been he wanted to make another connection like because there's the ring yeah and there's also that connection yeah yep which is just interesting but yeah that's all I have on Mith- Mithril and the Arkenstone so I'm gonna do the trivia for you Grant okay I'm ready so I have I have two trivia questions um let me find the first hit one. me um, I, uh, dang, I, uh, was like, I don't need to write this down. I'll just find it. Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay. So after Mithril, uh, or after they left the, the answer uh, is Mithril. No, oh, okay. <laughs> after Casa Doom, after they left Casa Doom, the, the dwarves. Yeah. The dwarves, okay. uh, Mithril was priceless, but what was its value compared to gold before they left Casa Doom? Uh, 10 times its weight. Yes. Yes. Nice. And then this is the second question. This one I have in my notes, but I didn't say it because I want to see if you could get it. Okay. So one of the elven rings is made out of mithril. Ooh. Which one is it? Oh. And I have one hint I can give you. Um. Okay. Let's see. So we've got um, Nenya, mm-hmm. Varya, and Narya. Yep. Or no, it's Nenya, Narya, and it's one that starts with the V. Mm-hmm. I want to say... Hmm... I don't think it's the one that Gandalf has. I don't think that's the one. He has Narya, I think. Yeah, I think he has Narya. Okay. I'm just looking up to make sure we get the yeah. three names right. <laughs> what if I just look it up? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so well, okay, so what's the other one, the V one? There's Vilya, Vilya. Nenya, and Narya. Yeah, Vilya, Nenya, Narya. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I don't think it's Narya. That's Gandalf's. I don't think his is made out of Mithril. Um, so it's between Elrond's and Galadriel's. And that's interesting because Elrond has ties with the Noldor who... Mm-hmm. Well, I 
Galadriel does actually too. Mm-hmm. She's an old Dolan. I like your thinking though. That's um, cool. hmm. dang. But then also Galadriel is located closer to Moria, mm-hmm. and she stayed in. Um, that's good thinking. She stayed in Eregion when Celebrimbor made the Rings of Power. Um, so I'm guessing it's Galadriel's, which is Narya. Or no, not that's Gandalf's, right? Yeah. It's Nenya. Nenya's right, correct. I got it. Yeah, that's good. And it's Galadriel's? Yeah, Galadriel's. Whoa. That's great. I liked how you're thinking about how she was closer to it. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. Man, I really just pulled that out of my butt. Mm-hmm. Grant just pulled but, a ring out of his oh, butt. Jeez, <laughs> you guys just missed it. It's been in there for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so Gladriel's ring, Nenya, uh, uh, was made out of mithril with a white stone. Yeah. So, so it's a very priceless ring. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is priceless ring. Yeah. So there's no price on that ring. Nope. So yeah, so that's all I have for that chapter and that section. So that we're gonna we're gonna that take was great. Thank you. Yeah. We're gonna take an ad break and then. Get right back to you. Get right back to my section. Yes, Grant's section. Hey everyone, have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong on the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. Welcome back to Middle... Or are you ready or do you want me to No, wait? I'm totally... Uh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, welcome back to Exploring Middle Earth. I just looked at you weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Um, I just went over my chapter, just listened to an ad, and now Grant's going to go over his chapter. Yeah, And tell yeah. us about some stuff in the chapter. Yeah, okay. So my chapter here is the one I actually read for mm-hmm. once. <laughs> um, it's uh, chapter 14 of The Hobbit, Fire and Water. So we just got done. Uh, Jay was just telling us about um, uh, Bilbo pocketed the Arkenstone and yes. Thorin was looking all over for it and he was starting to get really anxious and greedy about it and it was pretty much taking over his whole thought process. Mm-hmm. I'm really running myself out of breath every time I talk. <laughs> um, it's okay. Yeah, thanks, okay. man. Thanks. I just take, gotta take your time. Take your time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so now we'll, we'll we'll get into it. So, um Yeah, so at the beginning of the chapter 2, it's mentioned that um or of Jay's chapter, it's mentioned that Smaug left and then that's why they're warily walking around the outside of the mountain looking for him, like looking around all the yeah. peaks and precipices. Mm-hmm. That's a funny word when you say it multiple. Is there a multiple multi- like a a plural for precipice? Is it just precipices? Precipi? Because precipices just sounds like it's too much. Precipices. Um, pr- I'm gonna look it up. Precipice. I feel like I don't think it's precipice, but plural. I don't think it is. Precipice. Yeah, the plural form of precipice is precipices. Precipices. It's hmm. mm. precipicing me off. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's cool and great. Thanks, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So this is uh, this chapter, Fire and Water, picks up where. Uh, Smaug has left the Lonely Mountain because mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone is wondering where the frick he went. Um, so yeah, so it kind of picks up in Lake Town and the people are walking around and 
you know they're like oh yeah the king is back under the mountain because they see this kind of Mm -hmm. like red glow in the mountain and they're like oh the king's back in the mountain forging gold Mm -hmm. um and then there's one guy who's like no it's it's probably like what what king is it it's probably not the dwarven king he probably got killed and eaten more likely it's the dragon king of erebor smaug they're like shut up and they're like boo Boo. shut up get out of here dude (laughs) you're debbie downer uh I was going to come up with another one. Nancy. Negative, negative Nancy. Nancy yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, And then so no one was listening to him. But then all of a sudden they're like, uh, what was that noise? And it was just smog just roaring, tearing it up. Yeah. The they're like, hey, what'd you say again? Can you remind us what you Can said? You tell us. And then he was able to warn everyone. He's like, okay, uh, destroy the bridge. So this that, is a game plan. Yeah. yeah. Their their whole defense system for Lake Town is to destroy the bridge because mm-hmm. Smaug doesn't like the deep cold water of the Long Lake because mm-hmm. I guess it would just quench the fire within him, you know. Um, but he could just fly over. I know. He doesn't need a bridge. I don't know why they would. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But yeah. that's that's what it's in the book, so I'm just not even going to question it. That's like, that's like, oh, no, there's a plane flying at us. Let's destroy this bridge so it can't get over here. What are you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so dumb. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're 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 men, not elves. They had the right thinking. They're men, not elves. So you got to cut them some slack. They're yeah. not the smartest. Um, and then they started getting a bunch of like buckets. Bo- they started getting a bunch of buckets mm-hmm. ready, like filled with water and ready to put out fires and stuff because they knew mm-hmm. what was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And then so uh, Smaug rushed down and he started uh, just ripping the place to shreds, mm-hmm. just out of anger. Yeah, shooting fire out of his mouth. Every mm-hmm. hole in his body. Yeah. Probably just his mouth. Poop um, and fire. Yeah. And then uh, Bard, who was the guy, who the negative Nancy, mm-hmm. Debbie Downer. The soothsayer. The soothsayer. Soothsayer. Um, his name is Bard the Bowman, and he's he's one of the uh, bowmen, obviously, of the town. So he's like a soldier. Yeah, a he's not a town. bard like a musician. No, his name is Bard. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be like somebody named musician. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so he started telling everyone to, you know, up arms and shoot at the dragon, but then all the arrows were just bouncing off, and everyone was pretty much just crying, pooping, pooping their pants. They're like, I wish there was a place where we could shoot him. Yeah. But then, um, as the arrows were bouncing off and everyone was losing hope and all the buildings were burning and people were trying to put it out and some people were trying to escape in boats back to the shore, um, the thrush that was sitting on the mountain uh, when the dwarves and Bilbo were getting into the mountain and understood what they were talking about mm-hmm. um, when Bilbo mentioned the weak spot in Smaug's, like right under his armpit. Mm-hmm. Um, his ticklish spot. Yeah, <laughs> that's where he gets ticklish. Um, the thrush came and perched next to Bard, and he spoke to him. And Bard, because he is of the noble lineage of Dale, which we find out, is able to understand the thrush, and the thrush tells him of the weak spot, and then uh, Bard pulls out this uh, black arrow, which is like kind of a fair, a fairly a family heirloom. Mm-hmm. I keep mixing up the two <laughs> words because I was gonna do like air, like the heirloom part, mm-hmm. like the heir. Mm-hmm. I went into family, so <laughs> it was fairly. <laughs> you know what I'm talking but about? But you made a word that already exists. Yeah, so it's not like I was in trouble there. Yeah, so you could have just played it off. Fairly heirloom. Yeah. It's yeah. fairly an heirloom. Yeah. So um, he took this black arrow, um, which I guess it it must have been forged for, like, killing dragons, too, because they yeah. had problems in Dale, like, mm-hmm. you know, because they're so close to the Grey Mountains. They had pest problems. Yeah, <laughs> dragon pests. <laughs> um, 
And so Bard uh, shot his black arrow at the spot where the thrush told him to shoot, and he, of course, hits it. Yeah, he's Bard. What yeah, do you, what one, do you do? one shot, one kill. Yeah. And then uh, Smaug lets out one final roar, and, he, and then he falls not into the lake, but he falls directly into the middle of <laughs> lake down. Mm-hmm. So he just crushes a bunch of buildings. So it's like, oh. Bard could have just waited a little bit, waited for him to fly over a little, and then shot him. Yeah. But, you know, Bard is a dramatic guy. Yeah. Um, but then because Smaug landed into the town, it started crushing a bunch of buildings. All the buildings were on fire. A lot of it started to sink, and then Bard was lost. No one could find him, and they thought he fell along with the town into the water or got crushed or burned alive, Something, you know, something morbid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then so everyone uh, back on the shore, those who escaped, and, of course, the master of Lake Town, who we learn is just really selfish and greedy mm-hmm. and doesn't really care about anyone else. He was one of the first people to make it to shore. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone was going like, oh, that's too bad about Bard. Like he would have <laughs> made like a really good leader, like a really good king, you know, like some say he was like the, like descended from Geryon of Dale. And, and then uh, of course the master of Lake Town didn't really like that because he was like, well, I'm the master of Lake Town still. Like, mm-hmm. uh, guys, um, guys, I'm, I'm right here. Um, but then despite the master of Lake Town's attempts uh, to persuade the people like to support him and like, so he could keep leading them. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone started to chant up the bowmen and down with money bags, <laughs> which is what they called them. Yeah. Um, money bag, money bags. It's kind of a hard name though. I feel like up the bowmen. They're just like, that's like saying up yours, up to the him. bowmen, up the bowmen. Yeah. But <laughs> then when everyone was like, you know, like, Oh, that's so sad about Bard. But then he like shows up and he's like, what's uh like he walks out of the water, you know, and he like flings his hair back and it's like, yeah. the water gets everywhere. And he like, yeah, it's like he wasn't swimming. His like head comes up and he's just walking. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't even. Yeah, he was just walking on the bottom of the yeah. lake the whole time. Mm-hmm. All the ladies swooned. His shirt is like sticking to his yeah uh, abs and pecs and yeah. whatever else he has wet, under there. Wet shirt contest, wet basically. Shirt, yeah. Um. But yeah, and then Master of Lake Town uh started uh telling everyone well. Bard, like, yeah, like he might have, he might have killed the dragon. We don't know if it was him or if it was another archer. Um, but like, he didn't really do anything. Like, I'm still the leader, and it was the dwarves that actually brought ruin because they unleashed Smaug. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you should be mad at the dwarves, not me, and all that sort of he's stuff. He's blame shifting. Yeah. yeah, he's gaslighting. Yeah, he's gaslighting yeah. the entire lake town. Um, but of course, uh, Bard kind of starts ordering everyone around in the name of the master of Lake town though. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to disrespect him yet. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like he still wants to be like, Oh yeah, I serve the master, mm-hmm. but he's basically ordering everything as he pleases. And it's actually good ideas though. Mm-hmm. Cause then he orders people to build shelters. So no one, cause it's starting to get cold. It's starting mm-hmm. to go towards winter. So he's like, well, we don't want anyone to be cold. So let's start making some like makeshift mm-hmm. like homes and stuff like that. Um, and he's like, let's do it on the shore this time. Yeah. Let's not build them in the middle of the in lake. In the middle of the <laughs> lake. Yeah. But, um, of course, after Smaug's death, uh, news starts to travel fast because, well, the elves can communicate with birds and animals. Mm-hmm. And some of the birds and animals saw what happened. And the elves of Mirkwood, Thranduil, and Legolas, and all those people, um, they arrived at mm-hmm. the scene of Smaug's death. And uh, also the goblins. Mm-hmm. They were getting ready for battle too, oh, yeah. because they were upset that the Goblin King died, and then um, all the wargs 
and the goblins were killed at that one point and just all that sort of stuff and so they were getting ready and then they heard also of Erebor and Smaug's death and that meant Erebor was open mm-hmm. and what are 13 dwarves to a whole army of goblins so yeah. they're like okay we're gonna take that over mm-hmm. um, and then Bjorn also heard the news so he was getting Bjorn. ready yeah it's a big deal because Smaug's the last great dragon yeah and he's dead now they're like okay uh, yeah there's no really major mm-hmm. threats anymore yeah yeah and then uh yeah so um the elven king thranduil he meets up with um the master of lake town and bard and they start to come up with a plan to go to erebor and see if the dwarves are still alive and if they aren't alive then they'll try and figure out a way to kind of divide the treasure so that the people of esgaroth or lake town could rebuild and then i guess the elves would just take some for themselves i don't know yeah um yeah, so that's pretty much the whole summary of the chapter, which is a pretty important chapter because mm-hmm. the main, I guess, sort of like plot line mm-hmm. of The Hobbit is over, but not really. Smaug is dead. So like, this is like you'd think it's the climax of the story, but yeah. it's going to go way up even further. Right. Just wait. That'd be like in The Lord of the Rings if like Sauron died like – like three quarters of the way through the book but then there's Mm -hmm. like still another quarter of the book and you're like what happens after this you know like what else could there be that's Mm -hmm. basically what it is um yeah so i'm going to talk about bard the bowman a little bit because he's got a little bit of history and then he's also got some stuff that goes on later um and he's a really cool guy he's basically He's he's basically more he looks more like orlando bloom who played legolas Mm -hmm. than Legolas looks like Orlando Bloom, which is weird. He probably looks like Orlando Bloom in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, that's he does. more of what yeah. he looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah Orlando Bloom lookalike basically. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I so wish he's don't we all wish we were Orlando Bloom lookalikes? Yeah, he's a good looking guy. Yeah, he's a good looking guy. Um, but yeah, so he was the pessimist, Debbie Downer, grim voiced man mm-hmm. who lived in Lake Town, and he was you know one of the archers, one of the bowmen, which is why he was called Bard the Bowman. Mm-hmm. Um. But besides all that stuff, he was actually of noble heritage. Um, his ancestor was Girion, and he was Lord of Dale about 200 years before Smaug attacked the Lonely Mountain when Dale and Erebor both were prospering. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, uh, after Smaug's attack, uh, all of his ancestors and then him, uh, they lived in uh, Lake Town, and uh, nobody really talked about the descendants of Girion they thought the line was lost but um it wasn't Mm-mm. and then also the black arrow which was an heirloom of the noble line of Dale was passed along and Bard ended up getting that as well and it was supposed to be kind of like a lucky arrow he always used it for his last shot um when defending Lake Town which I don't know when else he would have defended Lake Town other than yeah. against Smaug so but that was just something that was noted yeah and then um He is the one who slays Smaug, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's, uh, you know, lost in the ruin, and everyone mourns for him, and they're like, oh, he would have been a great king. Um, but then he turns up, and then everyone is happy. Yeah, He's a, he's just a good boy. He's, he's a good a, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Overall good guy. Yeah. Um, but after the events of The Hobbit, he becomes King Bard I of Dale. That doesn't really 
matter too much about the rest of the book because that doesn't really come into play. But he mm-hmm. comes, he becomes the king of Dale, mm-hmm. uh, the first bard, the first. So there's more bards after him. But he's not the first king of Dale. That no, I think yeah. he is the first king of Dale because before oh. they were called lords. Oh yeah, yeah. So he is the first king of. Sorry, Dale. I just said something really dumb. No, that's fine. No. Um, and then his descendants also became the kings of Dale, and to an extent, uh, Rovanion, mm-hmm. which is what most of the kingdom was beforehand. And uh, so, like some of, I think uh, I'm gonna look it up real quick because I can't remember. He's gonna look it up really quick. I'm trying to think of Bard's uh, descendants after him. Bard the second. Okay. Yeah. 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 I got it. I got it. So there's Bard. Bard the first, and then there's Bane. Who's Bane. his son? And then his grandson is Brand, and then his great grandson is Bard the Second. So Brand, I think, is the um, the king that was alive during the War of the Ring, mm. the Lord of the Rings uh, events, and um, he was killed during the War of the Ring in Dale. Yes. Um, and then his son Bard the Second took over as king. So he, yeah, he had a few kings after him, and then of course it kept going, but we just don't know anything about that. Yeah, but um, could yeah. still be going. Yeah, so Bard, I think there was something about his uh, name. Let me just read off the Wikipedia or the Tolkien Gateway. So, as a lake man, Bard's name was the language of Dale, which is represented by Old Norse in the book. In other Germanic names, such as Isambard, which I think is a uh, Hobbit name, uh, Bard refers to beard. This could be either the facial hair or more likely battle axe. Beard is also a term for a part of an axe. I did not know that. But I think it's I the part that hangs down slightly. You the, know what I'm talking about? Like at on the, the end blade. of it? Oh, yeah. yeah. That like pointy part in the if I had, If I had to guess, yeah. I'll Google um, it while you do that. Robert Ireland and Ruth S. Noel, uh, who per- perhaps overlooked the connection to Old Norse, provide as translations the Celtic words bard, which means guardian, and bard, poet. Or musician, you're you're right about the bearded. It's it's called a bearded axe, and it's the ones that looks like a yeah. It looks like a beard. Like if you've seen pictures of like old Norse or like old English axes, and it's like mm-hmm. it kind of like wherever it's like you an grab L. It, it, yeah, it's kind of like an L, and it comes over your hand a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So not not like at, not all axes have beards, but it's called a bearded axe. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's all I have on Bard the Bowman. Um, that's really the most like kind of in-depth thing I could get out of that chapter other than Smaug, but we've talked about Smaug a lot already. Yeah, it's, so. it's slim pickings, yeah. but slim we're pickings, getting baby. to the good stuff. We're getting to the good stuff, yes. and then once we finish The Hobbit, we'll get into some like really deep lore Really, stuff. really good, you good know how stuff. It is, like, good stuff. We're going to get that good, good. Like you want <laughs> second helpings of it. Yeah. Yeah, or <laughs> thirds. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> um, so I got some trivia for you. Okay. Um, I think it's pretty easy because I mentioned it quite a bit. Um, Hopefully. And it's kind of like a two-part question. Okay. <coughs> are you ready? I think so. Okay. Are you like 100%? 100%. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, yep. Right. I'm okay. 20% luck, 50% skill, skill 30 something percent concentrated, concentrated power of will, 5%, 5% pleasure, 15% pain, 100%, pain, 100% reason, reason to remember the, the name. name. The, yeah. I, I started out, I wasn't, I don't know the exact percentages, so yeah. it doesn't add up, but... Yeah. Well, yeah, and then he adds a hundred percent at yeah, the very so end. Yeah, so it t- it should add to two hundred percent. Yeah. But I don't think I originally added it to a hundred and hundred. But that doesn't matter. Oh, doesn't matter, huh? I mean, t- that's neither here nor there. No, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um. Okay. So my trivia question is: Who was? 
bard's famous ancestor. Famous ancestor? Yeah. The Lord of Dale. Oh. 200 years before Bard. I don't know. Lord Lord of Dale. I don't know. I can't remember his name. Uh, Give me the first letter. Is it B? G. G? Yeah. I can't remember. I know his descendants. Do you want me to say it? Do you give up? Yeah. Or do you want to keep going? Or give me the first two letters. G-I. That still doesn't help. Okay. (laughs) You want me to give it up then? Yeah. Gyrion. Gyrion. I wouldn't have gotten that. That's okay. Hey, okay. I was listening though. What, Don't worry, uh, I was bad with names. What were his descendants then, or at least one of them? There was not Bard, Bard the Second. Don't say Bard the Second because <laughs> I know that one's easy. Well, that's his great grandson. There's yeah, there's uh, so. yep. um, Brand right. Yep. Um, oh shoot, I I know the other one is with a B. His son is with a B, but I can't mm-hmm. remember what his son's name is. What's the second letter? A. Ba- I don't know. Bane. Bane. Oh, I should remember that because I was going to make a Bane joke when you yeah. said that. I don't know if it's pronounced Bane or Bine because it's Bane. B-A-I-N, but there's no like accent mark on the I, so mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Bane or Bane. Dang. I, I did get Brand, but... You think darkness <laughs> is your ally. Yeah. I think I've I think I've done that impression on this podcast yeah. before. I with, can't, with Zach. I can't do a Bane impression. I'm not good with a lot of impressions. You so. think darkness <laughs> is your ally. Yeah. You merely adopted the dark. <laughs> I was born in it, molded by it. Yeah, good job. Something like that. Thanks, man. Uh, that's just a little bit of uh, whatever his name is. Bane. Oh, uh, I dang. I'm I not good with names. His name. The actor. I'm going to look up. It's uh, Tom Hardy. Yes. You don't have to look it up anymore. I'm still going to look it <laughs> <Okay>. up. <laughs> Tom Hardy. <laughs> okay, I knew it was Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> what if Tom Hanks I played? wish, dude. What if Tom Hanks played Bane or Batman? Batman. He's he like plays like an older Batman. Yeah. That'd be weird. Citizens of Gotham. <laughs> I don't know. That's not a very good I can't do I'm not good with like impressions yeah. very well. I can do voices, but I can't do I can hit a few of them, but I'm not very good. You do a good golem, I know that. Yeah. A lot of people do good golems, but I don't do a good golem, you do. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um <laughs> okay, so second part of the trivia question. It wasn't supposed to be the descendants part, but you oh. wanted to guess them, so Okay. Uh well, and I just kind of want to give it to you because yeah, you, know, you missed the Throw me one. a softball. Anyways, uh, what is the family heirloom that was passed along in his family? Oh, the black arrow. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew you'd get that one. That was good, yeah. Yep, so that's all my trivia. Wait, two softballs. And you and s- I swung and missed one of them. I hit a ground ball on yeah. one of them, and then I hit a home run on the other one. That's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. got on and then hit a home run somehow from first base. How does that happen? It's it's like when the pitcher checks the person at first base and throws, and they have to slide back. But I kept my bat with me. Oh, and you <laughs> just, just hit a yeah. home run. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, yeah that thank you for the easy question. What do we got next, Jay? We got what's uh, up? Middle Earth current events. I don't know the song. Okay, welcome to Middle Earth current events. This is current events on this Earth pertaining to Middle Earth. You didn't even stutter on that one. Yeah. You didn't hesitate at all. I usually stutter. Usually it's like current events <laughs> of Middle Earth on this I, Earth. I get mixed up which Earth it's on and yeah. which Earth it pertains to. Good job, Jay. But yeah. Did so you just, practice today? No. Like you just went over and over No, I guess I haven't. No. I guess this is episode 22 and I feel like we started in like the teens. So I've yeah. probably done it at least 10 times. What a milestone, 22. Yeah, that's my age. Is that your age? In another month. Oh, Less than a month, yeah. So this podcast is technically older than you in episodes. If one episode was a one year, <laughs> this podcast is older than you. The sure. The student becomes the teacher. <laughs> the child becomes the parent. 
<laughs> wait. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, what do you got? What do you got? I got, um, what do you got? I got a new game. Oh. Lord of the Rings game. Mobile game. Not a mobile game. Mobile. It is a mobile game. What is, uh, what's the city in Alabama? Is that pronounced mobile? I think so. In Alabama? Yeah. Mobile, Alabama. I think so. And then mobile is like your phone. Yeah. And then mobile is like T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Which probably just means the same. It's just a different yeah. way to say something. Just how Americans say Americans say things weird. But everybody says things weird, like British people. Choose, Jay. Sorry to the, like, one That's only, like, one accent, like, one yeah. dialect. Though. I think we have, like, one or two percent of our listeners are from England. So sorry. I'm sorry. I really admire your accent. Yeah, I'm sorry. I hope you admire ours. Yes. Our, our Midwestern. Midwestern accent. Yeah. Oh, no, we're giving too much away on our location. My <laughs> wife... For some reason, she's born in the same state as me, mm-hmm. and she doesn't have a Midwestern accent at all, and I have a really heavy one, mm-hmm. and she makes fun of me all the time for it. I'm like, I didn't choose to do this. This just happened to me because I was, grew up in the Midwest. Yeah. Like, I say a lot of things weird. Like, when mm-hmm. I say, like, the uh, the holiday Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. I always say Valentine's Day. Valentine's. Yeah. Valentine's. Or, I say Valentine's. Or... um calendar instead of calendar calendar that's a calendar uh, the only thing i think that i say weird i get pointed this out a lot is i say pillow instead of pillow yeah with an e pillow that's, a, that's more of a northern mist midwestern thing people say yeah. milk instead of milk yeah, yeah. pillow yeah i've pillow. heard that before pillow yeah yeah but aside from pronunciation <laughs> of things uh sorry I just, <laughs> it's okay. I really ran us off it's okay so ea is making a uh, new lord of the rings game ea sports Game. That was good. That's good impression. This Thanks. is not an EA Sports game. That'd be crazy. No. Lord of the Rings Madden. That'd be insane. <laughs> it's Madden, but with Lord <laughs> of the Rings characters. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, but uh, so this is called Lord of the Rings Heroes of Middle Earth, and nice. it's in development right now. It's not out yet. Oh. Um, but it's like a collectible role playing game. So oh. you, it's a role playing game, and you can collect things. Um, I might have to play that. And it's um. I think it's 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 probably going to be like a turn-based uh, combat type thing because that's yeah, how yeah. most mobile yeah. games are. But it's made by EA Capital Games, based in Sacramento, which is the people. I've never played this, but Star Wars Galaxy. <laughs> Sorry, I was yeah. crying. <laughs> I was burping. So that's going to sound like I choked sure. up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, which is uh, uh, RPG mobile game. Yeah, and Sacramento, as we all know, is is the home of gaming. Yes, <laughs> Sacramento, the home of gaming. Yeah, that's where Silicon Valley is, mm-hmm. and Hollywood, and California, and California is in Sacramento as well. No, wait, no, it's not. <laughs> Sacramento is actually a lot bigger than you think it is. <laughs> Sacramento is bigger than the state it's in. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've heard. I hear Sacramento is really nice this time of year. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just going off yeah. randomly. So um, EA in a news release, EA announced. Um, yeah, it'll involve turn-based combat with a wide roster of characters nice. from the vast universe of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. See, when you say wide roster, now it sounds like yeah. it's an EA Sports it's game. It's a Madden yeah. game, dude. If you guys don't know, Madden's a the football, N- football yeah, NFL video game. Yeah. Um, vast universe of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. They could have just said Middle Earth, but you know they got to have sales. More yeah. people know Middle Earth and Hobbit. But one distinction they did distinction they did make is because um, EA produced the Lord of the Rings games. Uh, when the Peter Jackson films came out. Yep. And those are based off the films. These ones are based off just Middle Earth and Tolkien's lore. So they won't have... Because uh, okay. in the uh, 
other EA games, do you have like Sir Ian McKellen and Viggo Mortensen like as yeah, uh, like an animated character. Yeah. yeah, so it's based off their appearance, but not in this one. They'll look. They'll. I don't know how they're gonna design them. I kind of like that idea, honestly. Yeah, it is more true to the books. Yeah, it is yeah. weird to like see because like someone else other than because like if you yeah. if I okay here close your eyes okay if I say uh, Aragorn who do you think what do you think of Viggo Mortensen? Yeah. yeah, so now you're gonna have to get yourself used to not do another one. I'm closing my eyes. Um, Frodo. Elijah Wood. Yes. Is wait, is this just gonna be a test to see if you can name off the <laughs> actors? I guess. Um do you want me to keep going? Sure. Uh Gandalf. Ian McKellen. Yeah. Ooh, uh Mary. Uh ooh, 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 ooh. okay. I know both of their names, but I don't know which one goes to which. Yeah, that's what I'm Oh, now I'm blanking on their names. It's um one of them the initials is B B. Shoot. Okay, I can't remember Mary. I'll look, I'm going to look up which one played Mary which. And Pi- oh, I was thinking of different ones. Okay, I was thinking Pippin for a second. Yeah. Pippin is the thinner-faced one. Mm-hmm. Mary is... um, Oh, man. He's... Uh, uh, Mary is... I can't remember. Mary is um, Dominic Monaghan. Yes. And Billy Boyd plays Pippin. Yeah, okay. Now I remember. Okay, well, let's get back to... <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's get back See, to I the... See, I failed really soon. Middle-Earth current events. Okay, m- another section, Middle-Earth current events. Grant cannot tell the difference between Mary and Pippin. It's okay, I had Googled it. No, so. I can tell the difference no, between can, Mary no, and Pippin. No, he can't. I just couldn't no, remember. No, he can't. <laughs> okay. He c- I'm just kidding. He, he no, knows. No, it's okay. But yeah, so it says high-fidelity graphics, cinematic animation, and stylized art. Cool. So it's going to be cool art style. I kind of want to play that now. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of free time to play video games but i mean but do you know what's great about it what it's free oh, sick. well it's free to download but there's probably there's probably like in-game purchases yeah, yeah. i mean it's ea they're gonna be oh, like i'm course, gonna, we're gonna yeah. have this whatever yeah as soon as i get to the first like required in-game purchase i'm just mm-hmm. gonna delete it <laughs> yeah but they make a big they're making a big deal about how it's based off the literary works and not the peter jackson thing i do like that yeah yeah that's cool and um yeah uh they probably are they working uh or no they probably want to they're probably doing it just so people don't get upset when there's not the Peter Jackson characters but also I think it's great that they're doing it off yeah. the story or also I think it's great they're also not doing it based off of well I guess it's they don't have the rights to the Amazon series but they're not yeah. basing it off that so it's going to be its own thing this is a this is great time for well depending on how you feel about the um rings of power this is a great time for Lord of the Rings fans, because we're getting so much. Even if like you don't feel great about it, you're still getting a yeah, we're adaptation. Getting a ton of content right now. I think another uh, Lord of the Rings game just dropped not too long ago. Yeah. Well, oh, and and the uh, anime, The War of the Rohirrim, is coming out. Yep. I think it is. There was some stuff going on with Warner Bros. and their rights to uh, uh, the Lord of the Ring or Middle Earth universe. So I don't know how that's going, but yeah. Oh, there's also the Lord of the Rings Gollum that's coming out soon. Oh yeah, that's exciting. I remember do, we talked about that in the one of the episodes. I don't remember which one it was though. Oh, wh- the one that just came out is called Lord of the Rings: Rise to War. That's also a mobile game. Yeah, but so, that one's based off the movies. Yeah. So if you're like, what? When did the movies come out? The nineties, two thousand, like early two thousands. Yeah. So yeah. if you're, what? Let's say. 
17 or younger, 18 or younger, I guess. Maybe. No, it's 20 or younger. If you're 20 or younger, you weren't alive. Or I guess we'll do 22 because we're both 22, and we were technically alive when the movies came out, but we don't yeah, remember them. We don't, yeah, we don't watch them. So this is a good time to be alive for what a the Rings fan. To be alive. Because we're getting so much. A little bit of Drake. Yeah. And, hey, not all of it's going to be great, but we're still getting stuff. And even if you don't like all the new stuff that's coming, you can always go back to the books. That's what's great is that the books will always be there. Yeah. They can't take those away from you. Don't let them. Don't let them take them away from you guys. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what we got for this episode. Um, wow. I got to I gotta check. Are we doing oh, – I, I think we're doing two chapters. Two chapters next. I think it's we're just going to uh, stick with two chapters. Gathering of the Clouds. Yes. And then the Clouds Burst. Nope. There's Ooh. one in between. Cloudburst is the th- ah. two more. Gathering of the clouds and it's, it's a dance move. It's a dance. Sock hop. No. Uh, no. <laughs> um, oh, it's a. Uh, oh man. Oh no. What is it they do? Disco. No, it's not disco. <laughs> no, I, I, it's. Is it something to do with, um, how Bilbo kind of like barters the Arkenstone with? Yes, Gandalf. Okay, so do you want to give me? Do you do you want to give me a hint? No. Do you want me to give you a hint? <laughs> yeah, give me a hint. Um, one of the words is night. Four or five words, one word. Oh, night. It's five words and one of them is night. Yes. Oh, it's something in the night. Mm-hmm. And it's a dance move. Oh, okay. It's um. Think of what Bilbo is. Burglar. Mm-hmm. You're getting there. Think of a synonym for burglar. Oh, um, a thief in the night. Yeah, thief in the <laughs> night. <laughs> okay, I thought you meant like more like a traditional dance. No, <laughs> but like not like a TikTok dance. Yeah. Move. Okay. Thief in the night. I'm a thief in the night. Yeah. So we're doing two chapters. Two Wait, chapters. <laughs> we're chewing these chapters. Don't read these ones. Chew them. Chew them. Really, really get a taste for what's. Yeah. So the, we only reading. have three more episodes of the Hobbit. Um, three more. Yeah, because we're doing, we're doing uh, two two chapters, then we'll do two more, and then after that's the last chapter. Unless we want to combine the last episode into three we chapters. We might, yeah, because I think the last few are like really short. Yeah, so maybe two chapters. We're getting there, Only guys. two episodes. My Kindle says, oh wait, this is, I'm not, I I, it says 81% because I haven't read Fire and Water. Oh. Let me see what it is once I get to a gathering in the clouds. It is 84%, we're 84% of the way through. Dang. And then that'll get us to episode 24, and then probably for our 25th episode, mm-hmm. we do something special. Yeah. So you'll just have to find out. You'll just have to keep listening. So Yeah, we'll have to find out, too, because we We'll have to find out. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Yes. On this fine May day. Yeah. May, may day, what's going on? Well, <laughs> may day, may day. Um, Read both the chapters read both the chapters do as we say not as we do because we didn't read both the chapters yeah. last time and as always here's your goodbye